The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Fucking... Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I am your host, JP John Paz. This is another edition of Who Is? Joining me, of course, is the doctor himself, Mr. J, Dr. Michael P.S. Jargo. Jargo, what's going on? How you doing? How's it going, Paz? It's great to be back. I'm, I'm looking forward to another episode of Who Is? How are things with you, my friend? Not too bad. Bad at all. It's getting a little cold here. I know you're probably way colder there in, in the middle of nowhere there. Man, it, tonight is the night. We're going from like, we, we finally made it above zero, Paz. And Whoa. now we now we have to pay our penance as it's going back down to 25 below zero. Jesus Christ. Such a kick in the balls. Man. How do you do anything when it's that cold? You don't. All you do is shiver, Paz. That's all you do. You just shiver. Just insane to think like how oh, freaking cold awful. it is there, man. It's miserable. Absolutely miserable. Is it that cold during college football season? No, I'm guessing. No, no. It, it's not really until like January, February. Oh. That's just absolutely brutal here in the Hawkeye State. Damn. That's crazy. Just because it's, I think it was a 26 degrees here today, something like that. But the wind, it was making it obviously pretty crazy. I can't even imagine it being negative 26 and the wind and everything else yeah that wind chill i mean when, when it gets that cold it just goes right through you and the the only thing i can tell people is it's it burns like it, it feels like it's burning when you're that cold it's ridiculous crazy so today i want to talk about something again topical the royal rumble who is the greatest royal rumble performer of all time wanted to kind of just break that down obviously doesn't necessarily mean winner but they, they could be a winner or they could be multiple time winner, but it's just who's the greatest Royal Rumble performer. And it's interesting when you start looking up all, not only all the winners, but all the other stats involved with it, you start adding a little bit more names to the list than just the normal guys you would think of. So when I say who is the best Royal Rumble performer, where would you want to start? Well, it's difficult, right? Because it's, it's trying to figure out like who makes the list here, you know, because like, let's start with Kofi Kingston. Because the Kofi spot has become this legendary thing inside of the Royal Rumble. Everybody always looks forward to the Royal Rumble just to see what Kofi's going to do, how Kofi is going to avoid being eliminated. It's something that you look forward to every single year. But, like, Kofi ain't winning this thing. 
you yeah. know, like Rick, the model Martel was in like the final five, like six different times. Yep. He was an awesome performer, but, it, but of course he never won it, you know? So it's like, w- but when you get into who is the best performer, you got to take the wins into consideration. Right. But I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of it where it's, you know, high spots, the things that you look forward to, like even John Morrison, probably not going to be on anybody's list, but he was something that you always look forward to every year. My issue is with a lot of the current day Royal Rumbles and stuff. It's like you're looking for these spots with Morrison mm-hmm. and Kingston, all these other guys. And even when the guy comes in, you know, okay, he's going to hit his finisher on five different guys. It's like the same pattern over and over again. I know they're trying to bring excitement to the match, but the whole thing is to win it and throw the guys over the top. So the psychology of today's Royal Rumble makes no sense and i'm almost like less interested in it i haven't really liked it in years except when the lesnar when drew mcintyre won when lesnar was just dominating because yep. that made sense and that was awesome that was like holy shit he's gonna run through everybody this is great and he gets what he's not looking for spots he's throwing the guy over and out so to me that's where a lot of the current day guys and the current day rumbles just totally lose interest for me i know you could say oh it's, it's, it's trying to create some excitement the psychology is just not there it's dead Well, you know, I I guess that is a great place to start because this year's Royal Rumble, I think is going to be a bit more old school because what I am predicting for this year's Rumble is that you start the show off with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins somehow claims the championship of the universe from Roman Reigns. Somebody comes out at number one, be it like R-Truth, somebody some reggie roman comes out and smashes him and says no i'm number one in the rumble and literally goes through 29 guys to find his way back to brock lesnar and the main event of wrestlemania so roman reigns could have one of those dominating performances this year pauses roman already on your list because i mean roman of course he won the philly crowd boos him out of the building it's one of the most memorable things in royal rumble history did did Roman already make your list and where could he finish if he would go through and smash everyone and win the Royal rumble this year? He is on the list, but he's not like that high middle of the road kind of guy. If he wins it again, obviously he's got to creep up higher on the list being a, you know, multiple time winner, which only a few guys are. So I don't know. I feel like um, that'd be interesting. I wouldn't, I don't know. I can't see him losing the title, especially to Rollins of all people. I don't know. I'm just, I wouldn't be into that. I just hope not. But obviously, if he does lose, he should win the Rumble because there's nobody else in the Rumble that's any good that even deserves to win. I can't even think of another guy that would win the Rumble this year. Yeah, that's that's the other thing that's kind of got me thinking about this scenario is it just doesn't seem like they have anybody poised to actually be winning the Rumble. Um, right. the, the thing that really does it for me that really puts Roman on this list is his performance in 2014 when he actually broke Kane's record of 11 eliminations inside of one rumble, like that to me carries more weight than actually winning the rumble. Like you are etched in history when you have more than 11 eliminations. I'm sure we're going to talk about Kane later just because of his performances throughout the rumble, even though he was never a winner. That is one of the most dominating performances that we've seen in rumble history. And the rumble can be used perfectly as a nice little tool and a booking way of getting the guy maybe if he wasn't 
not if he wasn't over, but if he was just like floundering, all of a sudden he's got the good Royal Rumble performance. Then he gets pushed back up the card, which happened with a lot of guys and Kane in particular, you know, make him dominant, make him throw out the record amount of guys. I know Reigns beat him, but it was, it's a great tool to use to like, Hey, remember this guy? He's dominating the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, pretty much. And we're going to get him over by him eliminating everybody really makes the guy stand tall. I, I think the reason that I like the idea of Rollins taking the title from Roman and then Roman winning the rumble is simply because I feel like this tribal chief head of the table character needs that next layer. Like we need to kick it into gear as we go into WrestleMania season because it's getting stale to me. Um, he just cracked over 500 days. I like the idea of this being the best rumble performance and the worst rumble in history pause, because obviously we have the women's rumble now too. And I, I don't know if any women made it onto your list. Of course, we're only a couple of years in, but I, I could see where Roman reigns comes out number one and he eliminates everybody within two minutes. So it's like he literally eliminates the other 29 guys and he just, it's like having a gauntlet match and Roman just goes through the entire roster and smashes everyone. I could actually see them doing it. It'd make for a really boring rumble, but boy, would it be a historic talking piece going forward? Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I would like that, but uh, I guess you have have two rumbles. You can get away with that, but it's interesting. Charlotte's going to be in the woman's rumble, even though she's the champion. Obviously, Sasha Banks was definitely going to win it. She got hurt with her foot in that house show match with Charlotte, so she can't wrestle. So it's almost like, wow, the women have no options of winning it. The men have no options of winning it. Pretty bad, unless Bailey comes out and surprises I feel like Bianca Belair is in a good spot, too. If we're going to go back to Belair versus Lynch at WrestleMania. Oh, so you're going to go back back to back? She's going to win it again? Yeah, why not, right? Oh, wow, okay, all right. I I mean, just looking at the way that the card is kind of laid out, I mean, it sure seems like there's not necessarily that clear person. It's like, oh, yeah, she's winning, unless Ronda Rousey comes walking out. Um, that Then, like, clearly, I think he put Rousey over. I think that's the headline they really should go for coming out of this rumble is get Rousey back, get it on TMZ, get it on Sports Center, get that crossover appeal, and make that the big story. And then you can do whatever you want with the men's rumble and Roman. And, like, it's almost like a get-out-of-jail-free card. So with, you know, I guess we can talk about Kane. He holds a record for the number of eliminations, always dominant in the rumble, which means a lot, and uh, that holds a lot of weight. Is Kane on the list any, anywhere? Is it high, low? What do you think? Kane is number two on my list. Whoa. Um, holy cool. Holy moly. Yeah. I, do, I love Kane. Number one, I think Glenn Jacobs is just an incredible performer. And as, as great as The Undertaker is, and as great as The Undertaker gimmick has been over the course of the years, I almost give more credit to Glenn Jacobs than Mark Calloway because Kane had to be the the mirror of the undertaker and yet completely different but he had to wrestle like him he had to figure out all the mannerisms like i feel like kane as far as a performer is actually better than the undertaker i never whoa like i never would take kane seriously though until the rumble kind of like Taguchi with you know the best of super juniors that's the only time you take him seriously when kane would show up at the rumble you knew the shit was about to hit the fan pause because this was Kane's event. 
right? Like Kane would come in there and just start chucking people left, chucking them right. And you always thought Kane's just enough in the main event mix. Maybe they're going to give him the gold watch this year. Like maybe he's finally going to get that rumble win. And he never did. But this is Kane's event to me. Like when, when I look at like, when I think of the great rumble performers, Kane is the first guy that really comes to mind, even though I don't have him number one, he's the first guy that I'm just like, Oh, that that's the Kane show. Wow. A little curveball. there. surprised to hear that. So the undertaker wouldn't be high on your list. then, I guess, even though he won a Royal rumble undertaker is on my list and he's fairly high, but I don't feel like I associate the rumble with him. Like to me, WrestleMania, that's the undertaker show. Right. Even Survivor Series, I relate more to Undertaker than I do the Rumble. Whereas Kane, when I, I think of like his great accomplishments, the number of eliminations that Kane has had in the Royal Rumble over the course of the years might be the top of the list. Interesting. Look at you throwing little curveballs out there. Right. Okay. So as far you, as. You, wait, you don't got the love for Kane that I do? Really? Uh, he's kind of middle of the pack on my list, but I did put him on there because I obviously vividly remember him eliminating so many guys over the years. I mean, an insane amount of guys. It was almost like um, it was an automatic that he was going to come in and dominate the Rumble and it would always get a big pop. Yeah, he'd come in and just start messing people up. You know, if, if he only had a win, if Kane had a win on that resume, he might be my number one. Wow. He almost did no one, almost one at all. Yeah, I, he was very close a couple of different times. 19 times Kane was in the Royal Rumble. Pretty amazing. Is and that is dominant that right? all 19 times. Like, he could show up this year at the Rumble. I expect he's going to throw out at least six dudes. Is that a record? 19. 19 it might be. Uh, Undertaker with 11. I'm not seeing 44 eliminations, total eliminations for Kane. Pretty crazy. It's impressive. It's really impressive. So, HBK only with 12 appearances. It's interesting though, like a few years ago when, when Braun Strowman was actually in the company, he won the biggest Royal Rumble or the greatest Royal Rumble, which was funny when they were just calling everything the greatest and then putting it in, in um, Saudi Arabia. But he broke the record, right, at one point for eliminations. He eliminated so many guys, and he ends up winning. Do you even count that as a Royal Rumble performance? Can that be nope. counted? Nope, absolutely not. I don't count anything that happens in Saudi Arabia. I've never seen a match that has happened in Saudi Arabia. Did you see Goldberg, Lashley, and uh, Hell in a nope, Cell? Nope. Wow. I haven't watched any of those Saudi shows. I Just personal politics, man. Nope. Wow. I, I am wow. not giving them my platform. Sometimes uh, those shows are better than the shows over here, to be honest. Yeah, well, they're all bought and paid for in blood. Elimination Chamber will be held over there. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of went on a rant about that over on the No DQ Review, getting some love on that one. Yeah, yeah. We're going to put a Jew in the Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. And nobody thought about that? Really? And now I'm seeing reports. Oh no, we're going to change the name to the WrestleMania Chamber and go I for heard the that, stipulation yeah. rather than because yeah. Elimination Chamber it, it it might carry a negative connotation in some parts of the world. 
Is Goldberg uh, supposed to be in that match? I that's kind of my understanding at this point. Interesting. He only has supposedly one match left in his contract, but I guess it was going to be have to be two. If obviously if, if he wins, he'll be at WrestleMania against. They need Reigns. star power. Yeah, really bad. Yeah, they got nothing right now. It's pretty bad. No, and they wasted Lesnar Lashley on the Royal Rumble. That I thought that was going to be one of the main events for WrestleMania. I think that might be a squash, man. For Lesnar? Yeah. I think people are going to be really disappointed in that match. Why? Why would you do that? Because Lashley is just not the priority. But it's crazy that that they're going to waste that match from Royal Rumble first time ever. Lashley might be the, one of the only over guys on Raw, which is crazy. How long do you think that match goes? What, what What's your over-under? Uh, Six minutes, eight minutes, something like that. Whatever the normal Lesnar match is. God. <laughs> just, I mean, that's just... It should be longer, but yeah. And I don't think it's even a good matchup. I, I, I really don't. Because to me, Lesnar's best opponents are guys like Finn Balor, AJ Styles, guys that Brock can pick them up and throw them around and they create a lot of movement and can just sell their asses off. I think I would rather see Sami Zayn versus Brock Lesnar than Bobby Lashley. I think it would be a better match. It's interesting because sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, you never know how it's going to work out. You never know the chemistry of the guys. Some guys you think are going to have good matches and they just don't. Some guys that you think are going to have good matches have amazing matches. So with the years ago, obviously going back to Fall Brawl 2000, Goldberg versus Scott Steiner, you just think to yourself like, these, there's no way these two guys are going to have a good match. They're just, you know, like maybe uncompatible. And then they have the match. They just beat the living shit at each other and the match is awesome. So I like, could that's see, what, I'm, what I'm hoping for. I could see this match Ding, ding, ding. Lashley goes for a spear, covers Brock. One, two. Brock kicks out. Lashley goes on offense. They try to put him over strong. He comes running at Brock. Brock catches him in a fireman's carry and F5s his ass, and the match is over. I could see this thing going like three, four minutes. Wow. Damn. All right. Interesting. Where they try to protect Lashley and just be like, oh, he made one false move, and Brock just capitalized. Is Brock on your list of greatest Robert Rumble performers of all time? No, he's not. Um, what? He's not. I, Are I, you crazy? Okay, give me the stats to back up Brock Lesnar being the greatest Royal Rumble performer of all time, Paz. He really just had the one a few years ago when McIntyre won it where he eliminated all those guys, and then the one in 03 where he won it. Yeah, he's just, nah, it's not really big body work. Yeah, no, and that's the problem, right? And it's mostly because Brock is typically the main event. He's not the guy that's inside of the Rumble. So it's through no fault of Brock's. If you're talking individual performances inside of a Royal Rumble match, Brock Lesnar would absolutely be on the list for taking everybody to Suplex City and just cleaning house until Drew McIntyre caught him with a Claymore. Um, but as far as a... the, the basically mr royal rumble who who is going to be the the king of the royal rumble match no brock lesnar doesn't even make my list wow all right let's get to oh some of his cohorts i guess you could say what about john cena two-time winner is john cena make the list john cena's got to be on the list simply because he is a two-time winner and probably the best moment of john cena's career when Cena returns inside of Madison Square Garden and nobody, nobody even, he wasn't even on the radar. There's no way he was supposed to be coming back. That pop 
is ridiculous and might be my favorite John Cena moment. Just that smirk on his face where he's just like, that's right, bitches. You weren't expecting me, was you? It, it's fantastic. And then he goes in and just absolutely cleans house. Um, I've got John Cena pretty high on my list, Oz. I, I think he is... I mean, obviously, he's the Hulk Hogan of a generation. He's the Roman Reigns of the generation. Of course, he's going to get a win inside of the Royal Rumble. Of course, he's going to look like a beast inside of the Royal Rumble. But there's something about that night inside of the garden that is just special and really, really high on my personal list of favorite Royal Rumble memories. That routine, like I can just close my eyes and see Cena sitting there smirking with his, you can't see me. You know, it's crazy. He wins that. He makes his big comeback. Gets the big pop at MSG. Does not main event WrestleMania that year. Pretty mm-hmm. interesting. You would think that Cena had more big mania matches, wouldn't you? Like when yeah. you really look over Cena's career, he was never the mania guy. He was the guy between manias where he would carry the company. And then he just kind of step aside for the biggest show of the year. It's so strange looking at his WrestleMania career. Kind of goes to my argument that he's not really the guy i mean even though, even though they booked him as the guy he was never really the guy yeah. and he said oh wrestlemania wrestlemania kind of sold itself back in the day literally wrestlemania was sold on whoever the hell hogan was wrestling and it was like a one match card so he definitely was not that kind of guy even when he made the big return away like i was saying mm-hmm. you wouldn't even consider him the second biggest match in the card oh. flair hbk edge versus undertaker i mean uh, floyd mayweather big show maybe the fourth biggest match on the card and and he had this big return yeah first and that and that's when they one. started doing, oh, we've got 18 main events on this year's show. Yep. He because... is the biggest enigma. I know we've talked about that yep. before, but he's a huge enigma. I still can't figure him out. Um, what about Dave Batista? Batista you know. is on my list um, yes. because I'm just a Batista mark. I always liked Batista. Um, I always thought like... he was more over than Cena. He wasn't getting booed, you know what I mean? During his prime, the prime years. It's crazy to think how different history might be if Vince would have went with Batista instead of Cena, because yeah. there, there was that opportunity where you could have made Dave Batista the face of the company and Cena could have been that number two, number three guy. Yep. Um, but I feel like the reason that happened was because Vince wanted to make the move away from ruthless aggression, which funny enough, you know, Cena was all about, um, and Cena becomes the PG guy. Um, yeah, I don't think you could do PG with Batista necessarily. No, no. If you would have went with Batista, you would have kept ruthless aggression going. That that kind of motif and that style, that presentation. Cena was just the right guy to go PG with. I mean, even just looking at the two guys, Batista's more edgy. He he's more, you know, that eighteen to thirty four. Whereas Cena was easily. You could change him from the doctor of thugonomics into, well, John Cena. So Batista, two-time winner as well, has to be considered. Although that last win was not, uh, you know, was Art not great. Church. Yeah, it was not great. Yeah. No, it's funny, yeah. like, how many misses in a row they had at Royal Rumble. It seemed like five or six years in a row. Like, miss, 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 miss. Not good. And, and it really hurt the brand of the Royal Rumble. I mean, yeah. The Royal Rumble is the most emotional match uh, throughout the course of the WWE calendar. 
because you're, you're constantly doing the roller coaster up and down. Who's coming out next? Oh, I don't like that guy. And then it brings you back down. Oh yeah. It's, it's this guy. Um, when you have that and the match goes for an hour to an hour and a half, now they're doing two of them on the same show. Yeah. You need that positive payoff at the end. Otherwise you're going to get shat on. And the woman's match, whoever's putting it together, either they're not following directions or whatever. They're doing that thing where they all lay down and let mm-hmm. two performers wrestle and do their thing. It's like, no, don't lay down. Everybody's got to look like they're trying to throw everybody out. Like the psychology just isn't there. I don't know if it's just inexperience or what, but psychology isn't there from the women at all. Yeah. No, no. And it's just, and that's what happened with Batista. Like it just wasn't a satisfying end. It was not the end yeah. that anybody yeah. wanted. And so the negative reaction was just so amplified because it's just not what people wanted. And what people wanted was pretty damn clear. Poor Ray Mysterio. Poor Ray Mysterio. What? That was a great Royal Rumble. He's not on your list? Well, no. The, the problem with Ray Mysterio is he's not Daniel Bryan, right? Like the, that, that was the entire problem with Ray Mysterio. And, and that was part of what went against Batista, too. They didn't want Batista in there. Are you talking about Mysterio when he won it that one year? We eliminated Triple H in order? <clears throat> no, no, no. I'm talking about when Mysterio was number 30 and everybody wanted it to be Oh, Brian. my God. Yes. And, yes. And, and Ray gets booed out of the building. Not because they, he's Ray Mysterio, because he's not yeah. Daniel Bryan. Like, and it's the, funny. They the, knew that the was going to happen, too. Why the negative reaction was just so amplified just because he wasn't Brian. I can't imagine how Ray felt about that. I know. It's like, holy shit, that was so stupid. Why wasn't it a heel? Yeah, you know? right? Like, why wouldn't you give that heat to yeah. somebody? Like Miz. Idiot. It should have been Miz. Of yep. all people, it should have been Miz. It should have been Miz. Mysterio's on your list, though, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, but the problem with that win is you know why he got that win. You know what Jesus. I mean? Eddie. And yeah, it's it's all because of the Eddie Guerrero situation. And while that makes it so great, it also makes it so sad. Uh, the, the great thing about Ray is Ray could always figure out a way to stay inside the damn ring, right? Like you, you see all these guys yep. like Ziggler. Ziggler should have been on this list. Ziggler should be a great performer inside of the Rumble. Instead, it's all about how is Ziggler going to stay in the ring? Mysterio always found a way to stay in the damn ring, even being the smallest guy out there. I mean, if there was ever the the giant killer moment for Rey Mysterio, it's inside of the Rumble. He's in there with all these guys that are huge, and somehow he hangs on to win it. But the Eddie thing kind of hangs over it, and it's like, oh, it's such a great moment for Ray, but it's so sad when you really think about why that moment came to be. And unfortunately, it pushes Ray down my list a little bit. What about Edge? Two-time winner, had an impressive Royal Rumble last year. The first time he won it was a debacle. I mean, he came in again like they tried to do the surprise thing, and the surprise guy ends up winning, trying to do the, the John Cena thing that happened in 08. Seemed like that's a constant cycle that's still work. going on today. It just didn't work. He was so out of shape. Uh, he could barely breathe. He looked like shit. I mean, that was bad, which is reverse of what happened last year when he won. He looked great. 
Um, what do you think about Edge, two-time winner? Which is shocking he's a two-time winner. It's almost shocking he's a one-time winner. Right? Um, because I don't associate Edge with the Rumble. I associate Edge with money in the bank. Right? right. I mean, the ultimate opportunist thing. And when you get your championship match at WrestleMania four months ahead of time, it's just, it kind of goes against the entire Edge character. Right? The only thing that worked was when he would surprise dump somebody over and, oh, the ultimate opportunist strikes again. Um, Edge, I guess, should be on my list. I just, I don't think of him as that rumble guy and last year's rumble i don't the the entire pandemic uh thunderdome era i think i've tried to scrub from my brain it wasn't until like i really had to sit down and think about wait who won the rumble last year you know yeah very very forgettable rumble the the entire event was just very forgettable what about Triple H? Another two-time winner. Somehow, some way, probably shouldn't be a two-time winner, but uh, what about Triple H? And he won the championship inside of the Royal Rumble. So, I mean, that should elevate him as well, right? Yeah. When, when, when Roman defended the title inside of the Rumble, and of course, Hunter comes out on top. Um, Hunter is another interesting one because of the way that Hunter was pushed. I guess if you like Triple H, Triple H is on the list. And if you dislike Triple H, this is part of the reason why, right? Is that fair to say? Yes. I feel like 02 was a pretty good win. Kind of almost like deserved it a little bit for making that comeback. It's like, okay. 02 didn't feel out of the ordinary. Like at least you knew he was a main event player in 02. Yeah. The second win was just like, holy shit. I know they're trying to build to Reigns versus Triple H because every literally everyone got hurt and their their plans got completely screwed up and screwed screwed over and they didn't want to go for Brock uh, Roman right. again right there. So they, they went with Triple H and they wanted Reigns to get over as a baby face. They knew Triple H was going to get booed. So I know what they were going for, but it was almost like, wow, they brought Triple H literally out of the scrap heap. <laughs> like, please help us. You have name yep. brand. You were a former main event wrestler. Um, obviously you're a big star here, but it didn't feel organic. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. And the worst part of it is, of course, we haven't seen him since his heart condition. Nobody, nobody has any idea how triple age is at this point, but if he would happen to show up at this year's Royal rumble immediately, you would be like, oh shit, is Hunter winning this thing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of crazy to think about, but is that a possibility that we should be looking at for this year's Royal Rumble? Because when you look for names returning from the past, especially on the men's side of the roster at this point, there's not a whole lot of main event players out there. After the heart attack, though, I heard that his career is definitely over. I yeah. don't know if that's true or not, but that's yeah, what I no, heard. I, I, I don't expect it in any way, shape or form. And if he did show up, I'm afraid that it would be kind of like when Hogan showed up in WCW and people be like, where's the rest of him? <laughs> Until he uh, bulked up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. What about The Rock? Does he make the list at all? Obviously, the 2000 Royal Rumble winner. Dwayne makes the list uh, just because hey, he's another one, right? Like if Roman Reigns would beat Seth Rollins and you hear if you smell that you know oh Dwayne's winning this shit like there there's there's a second one right right now 
Yeah, what about and, putting the rock in the Royal Rumble this year? You got nobody else. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. if, if that music would hit, you'd be like, oh, this is how they're gonna get to Dwayne and Roman. Yep. And which is which is interesting because for some reason, and I don't know if this is true at all, but I heard day one Reigns really could have wrestled, but they held him off precautionary, of course, that he really wasn't sick. It was like more of a precautionary thing. Asymptomatic positive test. Right, right. And that they're like, okay, why don't we just hold you off anyway and let's give Lesnar the title because I heard they were going to do Lesnar Reigns title for title. So I was like, I wonder like what happened did rock finally tell him he can't make it <laughs> like what what you know the switch and obviously Big E, they were booking him like shit and he flopped big time as champion there's no question about it but it was like obviously Big E's how not much going to how much of that do you put on Big E, and how much do you put on the booking and the framing of him 50 50 i think i gotta give him 50 percent because he was supposed to change his character remember everyone was like ha ah, i told you you need to change his character well, it didn't work. You had to change your character. You have to become more of a main event guy. You can't be all jokey and stuff. No one's going to buy you as a main eventer. You could kind of keep the same aura, the same presence, and do a little bit of that jokey stuff and show some personality, but you can't be a complete joke. Like that New Day stuff, right. it's just not main event material. Even when Kofi was champion, he's like, this guy's not championship material. This is a freaking joke. Like, what the hell? He just wasn't working, and then you could tell they knew it wasn't working, so now eh, we'll just book him like pure shit. He'll lose to Owens. He'll lose to Rollins. He'll lose to Lashley. It's like all right, just get the title off the guy already. He's clearly not what you guys wanted, and he's not working out. Well, it, it's disappointing to me. Like, the big loss I felt like was the one to Roman, where it, it at Survivor Series, where yeah. it didn't even feel like he was in Roman's league. Yeah. Um, and of course, all I watch are the pay-per-views. So, I mean, when when I see it, and it's just like, yeah, this, this is not good. Um, but I, I felt like if you look at, Big E's wins and losses as he was champion, they really booked him like shit. Yeah. And, just and like we, when Mysterio was champion, remember he lost every right. match? And we know how scripted WWE is at this point. And it's like, how much can you change your character when they're, they're giving you this god awful material? You know what I mean? So it's, I don't know. I don't know because I did like the crossover appeal of Biggie. Like we were seeing the WWE championship on, you know, Fox college think game yeah, day he's a lot of Iowa games. Yeah. Uh, for the um, big Wilder 10 championship fight. game and the Wilder uh, fight too. Right. Yep. He, he did the introduction of the Iowa Hawkeyes at the, their big 10 championship game. Like it was nice to see that crossover appeal. And it felt like maybe Big E could break into that kind of stratosphere. But you got to protect the guy if you're going to try to make him go mainstream, and they just did not. He doesn't strike me as world championship like caliber. I know you can book the guy that way, but I always say the guy should carry the belt. The belt shouldn't be carrying the guy, and the belt is carrying him. So Yeah, it can go either way. I mean, I feel like the WWE championship is so damaged at this point. Yeah, it's funny, too. Like, just the way they did it, okay, Lesnar has it put some stability on it and then right. somebody was telling me like oh biggie maybe wins the rumble i'm like why you just booked him like pure shit that makes no right. sense usually book the guy like and like austin's coming up coming up oh he wins the rumble like like i don't know you don't uh, but when's the last time they use that formula pause yeah they they don't know what they're doing i mean if they're gonna do that then my money's on austin theory to win the rumble i was just thinking that i was like you know what if the because supposedly the winner of the rumble really isn't going to go to mania this year because if Lesnar and Reigns really are having the title versus title match, obviously it's not happening. Like maybe give it to Austin Theory and have him get screwed along the way. Yeah, I mean it's a possibility. What about Randall Keith Orton? What about RKO? What about Randy Orton? Randy Orton's got to. 
He's got to make the list because he's a two-time winner and he's Randy freaking Orton. I mean, when I think of the legacy WWE stars at this point, Randy Orton might be the most over guy inside of the company. And that sounds ridiculous, but every time I would go to a WWE live show, you know who got the biggest pop? Randy Orton. Hmm. Every time. And it's he's been around for so long. He's gotten so many big wins, including the two Rumble wins. Um, I guess my thing for Orton that pushes him down the list, what is your great Randy Orton memory from the Royal Rumble other than him posing on the turnbuckle? Kind of sneakily winning, I guess, two of them, but yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it's not, you don't have that great defining moment where you're just like, oh yeah, that's going to be played in the history books forever. So as far as Orton's got to be, you know, on the list, not maybe maybe not so high because he's a two-time winner. What about good old HB Shizzle? HBK, he's a two-time winner and great performer in the Royal Rumble. HBK's got to be on the list. and, and Very high, that, very high. That's, that's exactly what I'm talking about when we talk about the winners, right? Like there's, there's as the boyhood dream is getting ready to come true, there's that moment where he wins the Rumble and just collapses because he's so happy. There's... HBK is the first guy that I remember skinning the cat inside of the rumble match, you know, like there's all these great moments where only one of Sean's feet touched the floor. He's still inside of the match. Like there's all these great moments for Sean Michaels throughout the Royal rumble years to launch him towards that superstardom and then to stay on top. Uh, HBK very high on my list. Me too. Agree. Two-time winner, of course, like we said. Just one of those guys that always performed well at the Rumble. Always like had a chance. You know what I mean? Like there was always like, oh, he's got a he's got a chance, got an opportunity. Well, as much as John Cena turned it off during WrestleMania season, Shawn Michaels turned it on from from the Rumble until WrestleMania. That was when you were gonna get the best Shawn Michaels throughout the course of the year. And then pretty much would take the rest of the year off. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Kind of like Shinsuke Nakamura. Outside of yeah. the G1 and Wrestle Kingdom, you know? Yeah. The rest of it, cruise control, because I got to save it up for G1 and Wrestle Kingdom. So just speaking of uh, Shinsuke for a second, I just listed a couple of the guys that, that won the, the Royal Rumble that I completely almost like forgot about or you just overlook. Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sheamus, and Alberto Del Rio. Just like, I don't know, they're all kind of... In, in this certain new age time period, I guess you could say somewhat with Seamus and Del Rio, but it's just like, eh, like forgotten again, about. All those guys, what's that big moment? What do you remember from all of those other than, like, again, Seamus posing on the turnbuckle? McIntyre's the only one I could think of that he was the one that eliminated Lesnar. That's it. Yeah, that's that's the big moment for all those guys. You know, even Seth Rollins, like, yeah, he won the Rumble, but what do you remember about that rumble? Nothing. It was just like, I guess you had to give it to him. Like, yeah, it was just, yeah, not, not good at all. Um, some other great Royal Rumble. Are you expecting Del Rio? Speaking no. of? No, I heard that he'll never go back there, but not on his end, on their end. But I don't know. He looked like he was getting in great shape for something. It seems like, it seems like there's so many of, oh, he'll never be back there. But are they go back? They yeah. Back. But he is in great shape for what reason again? Yeah. You got to think about that. Yeah. 
uh, some other guys just were great in rumbles, not necessarily winners. I always thought, and he had, I think he might have one of the greatest times, like as far as you add them all up, Chris Jericho, CM Punk, shockingly Cody Rhodes. Um, those guys, not great as far as like winning it or anything. Obviously they, they didn't, but they had so much time in the rumble. It was crazy. It was like, wow, they always give them for whatever strange reason, they were never going to win, but they always gave them so much time in the rumble, like three hours worth. Is Jericho is one of those guys. I'm trying always, to think what, there. what big stipulation mash is Jericho ever won? Like he came up with money in the bank never won it yep he when you look at total time inside of the rumble he's like one of the top two or three yeah like three hours plus it's crazy yeah never won it um elimination chamber he helped come up with that gimmick Uh, i don't believe he ever won it like did jericho ever win a big stipulation match like that no always the guinea never the pig it's funny too because like when the rumble first starts like the first two years, it's not necessarily, you know, uh, well, really for a first couple of years, you're not getting a title shot or whatever, but it wasn't like the level of importance wasn't quite there. I feel like they didn't know what they had. Right. But, but later on, obviously there's this level of importance. If you win it, they obviously have plans for you. You're probably going to main event. Usually you get the title shot. So, I mean, I feel like when it first started, like Jim Duggan wins it, there was no plan. They just liked yeah. Doug, and he's like the number two baby right. face, the number one guy on the B shows. So, like, there was no importance. But then later on, when there is a level of importance, you got to wonder, like, why is Jericho in there for three hours if he was never going to win? Like, it's just, I know he's he's over and, and all this other stuff, but it's funny. They, I don't know if maybe they sometimes don't have a rhyme reason. Like, why was Greg Valentine always in for a while? <laughs> like, well, I mean, sometimes they didn't know what was going on. I mean, is Jericho in Rick Martell territory? Oh, yeah. I think so. I mean, because I have Rick Martell on my list, but I didn't put Jericho on my list. Oh, wow. I put Jericho above Martell because of length of time. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like Rick the Model Martell was very much like the original Chris Jericho. Like he was the workhorse who could go in there and kind of help keep this damn thing together and be the general inside of the ring while all the chaos is happening around him. And then it'd get down to the final five and it was time for him to make his exit. I loved oh. Rick Martell as a kid, man. Like that dude had so much heat, but he was so good at it. So good at it. Especially walking around with the perfume bottle. Oh, so, so good. Love it. Uh, just a couple of big guys I threw out there was Big Show and Diesel, Kevin Nash, who made a bunch of appearances. Nothing um, too crazy, but it's just like big guys usually were there in the end. They were like the, the runner up. They would always kind of scare you because how the hell are you going to eliminate this guy? How are you going to bring him over the top? They rope? always Benoit. put that over. Yeah, like, like how the hell is Benoit going to beat him? Yeah. They always put that over. Like, how are you? Well, he's got to be a favorite. He's 500 pounds. And then, like, they never do anything with it. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like last night on Raw, right? With the whole Maurice thing with the brick. Yep. Like, that story, if this was 1982, would have went on for four months with them trying to reveal that Maurice had a brick in her purse. Yep. And instead it's six months of creative in six minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Maurice, by the way, looking great lately. Love her. Love that oh, she's back. And she makes the Miz legit. Like yep. his act just improves tenfold. Yep. When she get, rid of, around. get rid of Morrison. 
Ed Maurice. Yep. It's just like Tai Chi with Miho Abi. Did you put Benoit on your list? I I can never put Benoit on any of my list, Paz. I, I, I just, I can't do it because I, I have like this section of my brain that has just been sealed off with Chris Benoit that Are I just, crazy? Are you no, crazy? I, it's the honest to God truth. Like wow. I have to, I have to like, somebody has to bring up Chris Benoit for me to go over and like unlock that box. I just, I, I always put Benoit out of my mind. Damn it. I know I shouldn't cause I loved Benoit, but I just, most of the time, when it comes to this kind of stuff, I can separate the person from the performer. He is one guy I just cannot do it with. Wow. I can with ease. I always watch Benoit matches. Wow. I can't. Just, oh. I can't. Like, even yeah. like when I go back and I, I, I go on nitro binges like all the time, and I yep. just I just skip the Benoit stuff. I just can't do it. Damn it. That's some of the best stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. like the Sullivan stuff. It's great. But I just I can't watch it. I I just cannot enjoy it. I love when he would just wrestle random guys like Mike Enos and just have a really good match. I know I'd love that. Watch. You know what it is, man? It's the look in his eyes. Like Benoit was so authentic that you would you would see that aggression in his face constantly. And now I feel like when I look at Benoit, like that's not a work. You know what I mean? Like I just Mm. I, I can't separate it. Sucks, so, but it is. So I have Brett and Luger listed. Obviously, Brett probably a better Royal Rumble performer all time than Luger, but Royal Rumble really necessarily wasn't his event. And obviously, him and Luger both end up winning. Pretty crazy of a spot that they're able to pull that off. But um, 94 Rumble is interesting. They almost didn't know where, to, which way, and which direction they wanted to go. You thought Bret Hart was going to win, but then Luger gets thrown in the mix, and they make the double main event for for WrestleMania 10, which I was at, which was awesome. Um, but just interesting. But I had to throw him on the list. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely can understand why you would put him on the list. And Brett's another one of those guys that if we're making the list with Jericho and we're like, you know, guys who probably should have won the Rumble at some point, Brett. Yep. Well, by himself, you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I feel the same way about Bulldog. Like, Bulldog should have been on that list, mm. too. Always was a good Rumble performer. Yep. What about Yoko Zuna? I mean, he had the obviously the the one big win in '93. Kind of fluky though. What, what was Savage doing going for the pin? That's a different story for a different day. But well, Yoko... he thought he was in the New Japan Rambo, where you know uh, you can win by pin submission mm-hmm. or throwing your opponent over the top rope. So Yoko is probably not really high on the list. The the thing with Yoko, I don't like putting the big guys on the list unless it's like you know Taker and Kane, right? Because it, it was all built around, oh, they can't get Yokozuna out. That was like the whole story of the Rumble. And it, yep. it's just like, it's great for, you know, 10, 15 guys. And then you get like all those guys together and, and they eliminate Yoko. But it's just, I don't know, kind of meh. I, I hate that that happens because if you think about it, it's like they killed the allure. Like you just know the big right. guy has no chance. Like almost is in it this year. He should probably win just because yeah. psychology wise, who the fuck's going to eliminate this guy? Unless right. commander Aziz is in there too. He's seven foot tall. I mean, there, there's a bunch of guys, but they kind of killed it. But then Yoko almost brought it back a little bit. It's like, Oh yeah, you can't eliminate this guy. How could you eliminate this guy? But it's funny. Andre never won it, but in 89, big John stud. Big won John, it. like, yeah. Psychology wise. And it's funny. Cause that was a well, the same with Taker. He, yeah. Taker's yep. the really the only other big guy that won it. Yep. 
but I love it 89 because it's a shock factor and I love Big John Studd and he comes back out of like nowhere from injury and he comes back and he wins it but the psychology of it like there's no way these smaller guys are eliminating this fucking 6 foot 10 monster weighs 350 pounds but the only thing was obviously he was still really injured and he couldn't really wrestle so then he kind of became the referee for Jake and Andre at Wrestlemania 5 but with him it was like wow the the Rumble lost steam after Hogan and uh, Savage were eliminated but psychology wise, I thought it made sense. Would you consider Almas one of the top three, four guys on the roster right now that you'd really look at and be like, I could see that guy winning it? Yes. He, literally, he was n- number one. And I was like, AJ, but they don't, they literally have done nothing with AJ for like two years. He's gotten deep pushed like crazy. So there's no chance he's going to win. Do, uh, do they think it would be a huge mistake and he just shouldn't win? Just not, not right. They do know, you know think, nobody else. Could you? rehab AJ Styles and turn him back into a bona fide WWE main eventer? Is he like so Teflon that regardless of how poorly he's been booked over the last two years, all he's got to do is win the rumble and you're like, yep, yep I'm okay. I'm back in. Yep. Definitely. It's great. How many guys do they got on the roster like that? One. Him. Well, I, I feel like Seth is in that same kind of, I'm kind of soured on him. Like people were saying yeah. he's going to be Roman. I don't know. I'm soured on him. I, I, I don't see it. I don't like the character. I, I think that he kind of showed all that he could be when he was champion. I mean, it was a decent run and stuff, but it was just like, it doesn't have that next level. Like they thought he was going to be the next guy. They had him cleanly beat Lesnar twice yeah. and he still couldn't get over. I mean, that's pretty insane. Like he's just doesn't have it. Well, they fucked that up. And I firmly believe that when he returned at extreme rules from the knee injury and then they have him come out on raw the next night and crap all over the fans and they bring him back heel yeah it was weird. that's where they screwed it up he should have been your lead baby face right then and there and they went with roman like that to me is when they cut out the legs from seth rollins that was funny though. It was one of the instances where Vince was definitely right. He kept pushing Roman. Everyone was saying Rollins. Remember Rollins wins the title of WrestleMania 31. So you think, okay, maybe Rollins is the guy. Maybe if Vince had it wrong and we all had it right as fans. Nope. Vince was right. Roman's a guy way more charismatic. He is the guy. Seth doesn't have it. I disagree. Whoa. I disagree. Whoa. Roman is a superstar. I don't think that is true in any way, shape, or form. How's that? How's that possible? I think I think Roman is the guy that's booked on top. I don't think Roman Reigns is a superstar. I really? Just, no. What about the I, look, the charisma? I don't see the charisma, and I mean the look is meh. Okay. Whoa! Oh my god! I can't believe that. Yeah. And and just, he's Samoan. He's got that heritage. Come on! Every, he's got everything working for him. Yeah. No. Seth, I just I've Seth's never not a very good promo either. No, I I I don't disagree, but I. If given my choice between the two, I would go with Seth Rollins. Wow. Um, what about Lesnar? Well, I Lesnar is, if Lesnar's going to be around, Lesnar is always the number one option. You know what I mean? I, I but I, I would have went with AJ Styles over Roman Reigns. I would have went with Finn Balor over Roman Reigns. And I'm very interested if they would have went with Finn Balor over Roman Reigns if Finn Balor doesn't tear his labrum against Seth Rollins. I'm almost about to put Lesnar over Cena in the all-time list for WWE. Um, little, uh, I, I think for... that's I think that's reasonable. I think Brock Lesnar is a much bigger draw than John Always Cena ever has been. Yeah. Yep. yep. So 
another guy on the list. Maybe just I know he was in two, but really the one performance, maybe the greatest performance of one. Royal Rumble. What about the Nature Boy Ric Flair winning the Royal Rumble in 1992? Be fair to Flair. I think if you were making a list of the single greatest Royal Rumble performance, that's it. Um, it it's got to be either that or Sean coming in at number one, right? Like the, the, those are the two. Um, but I think that is the single greatest performance inside of a Royal Rumble match. The entire story around the whole be fair to Flair and then for Flair to go out there and back it up. Um, I, I think that's the single greatest performance in Royal Rumble history, but not enough to become number one on my list. Wow. So I got two guys left. I don't know if you have any more than that, but I have two guys left. One won it two times, and the other guy won it three times. But let's talk about the other guy first. The immortal Hulk Hogan wins it two years in a row, 90 and 91. Runner-up, well, not really runner-up, third guy out in 92, which is probably the greatest rumble of all time. What do you rank the Hulkster? Hogan's pretty damn high on the list, man. Um, I mean, as much as everything was built around Hulk Hogan from the beginning of the WrestleMania era until his departure for WCW, this is kind of the rebuilding of Hulk Hogan, right? I mean, like, I feel like if you're going to break that, the first part of Hogan's career inside of the WWF from... I mean, I feel like part one is Sheiky Baby, part two is Andre. But as you get into like that twilight of Hogan, the last like great run of Hogan in the WWF, it's those Royal Rumble matches and the elevation of him into that title picture at WrestleMania, um, coming back from you know injuries or you know going off to make movies or any other number of things uh i i feel like this was kind of the last stand for hogan and one of the, the better stands for hogan to me these are the greatest four rumbles 89 90 91 92 and those are his rumbles and he made it so much more important he just just they raised the level whoever he was in there with and whoever, like whatever he was doing, obviously 89 starts out with the ax and smash. So that means that's just right. like, Whoa, holy shit. What the hell? And then Andre, I mean, there's so many cool stuff in 89. Right. Then the mega powers teasing the exploding awesome spot with the brain busters when Hogan eliminates both of them, Hakeem and, and boss man, the bad news, Brown macho man thing. I mean, there's so many cool things. So obviously big John stud DiBiase, but it was just so cool. But Hogan was so important. And then when he was eliminated by boss man and Hakeem, you're almost like, ah, man, it kind of brought the match down a level. So 90 ends up winning. I mean, it just kept it the high right. 91, kept it high 92 all, all the way to the end. You're like, Holy shit. Hulk's gone. And then Sid and then Flair. I mean, Hulk to me, I mean, those and those four rumbles, like, who would 92 have been better for you if we got Flair versus Hogan? Yes, yeah, I'm yes. With you. and should have gotten it. Yep, I'm with you. And WCW got it right because they nailed that feud, yeah. But man, if it just would have happened a few years earlier, yeah, when they were both a little bit younger, yep, yep, and should have happened. Russell fucking Mania, the two biggest wrestlers of all time, come on, yeah. Absolutely. I love Savage Flair and I love Hogan Sid. Not really Hogan Sid the match, just the thought of Hogan and Sid. Right. Flair, the presentation Savage. of it. Yeah, yep. yeah. Flair Savage. I actually love the match and the feud, but man, Hogan Flair. Such a missed opportunity. Should have been Hogan Flair, 
Sid versus Undertaker, Jake versus Macho. Those yep. should have been the three matches. And then Bread versus Piper. Those are the yep. four matches. Absolutely. So the number one guy on the list, possibly. He's kind of teeter-tottering with me with Hogan. But Stone Cold Steve Austin won it three years. And technically, 97, he didn't really win it, if you think about it. But that was awesome that he you know, tricked the refs and totally added to his character and added to Bret's heel turn. I mean, it was just perfectly done. But he's a three-time Royal Rumble winner. Stone Cold Steven. 50% ratio, right? I mean, he's in six Rumbles. He wins three of them. He stuns freaking everybody. Uh, I mean, how do you go against Austin on this thing, Pause. I mean, Almost like, one in 99, too. Yeah. Um, it, boy, wouldn't that have been something, right? To, to actually go back to back to back? That would have been something. Um, but it's almost better losing the Vince. Right. Like yes. it was almost that was almost a win for Austin and losing two Vince. Um, and then the comeback win in 2001 is absolutely spectacular. Uh, I, I love the buildup to WrestleMania 14. It's one of my favorite builds of all of pro wrestling history, even though it seems like it's kind of like this lost era as the attitude era is really, really launching and kicking off. People want to talk about Tyson and Austin. I feel like Sean is so, so desperately underrated throughout that entire process. Um, I I've got Austin number one on my list pause. I can't go against the Texas rattlesnake. Otherwise I'm afraid that I might get stunned and thrown over the top rope at least 50% of the time. I mean, it's hard for me to go against the Texas rattlesnake on this one. So you're picking Austin for who is the greatest role performer to me. If you think about the Hogan years, those were great and they were so important. Austin was like the first time you felt that again, 97, 98, 99 yeah. and 01. Not 2000. I mean, 2000 was kind of a little bit lame with the rock and stuff. It wasn't as good. The matches were good, but the ma the Royal Rumble match stuff wasn't. Um, but that was like, wow, those four years, those level of importance, he brought it back to the Hogan level where, like, if he's involved, I'm, like, glued in. I mean, well, I'm focused. And, and almost more importantly than the Hogan era, because the Austin era beginning and, and Austin where he would take the company, the direction of the company, it felt like a real shift. It was a real change. They're getting their asses handed to them by WCW. And Vince is like, okay, we're, we're, we're going to turn things up a little bit and we're going to do it with Stone Cold Steve Austin as our lead baby face, the anti-hero of all anti-heroes. Um, I, I feel like the significance of Austin on the industry as a whole alone pushes him over Hogan for me. To me, I do have to go Austin as well. So we're in agreement again, if you believe it or not. Uh, that third win gives it to me. And then just to kind of get it back to that Hogan level. And even in the one where you yeah. lose, it's still so important and you're just so in intrigued. Yeah. I got to give it to him. He just, what an awesome performer. And for him at 97 and even 98, sitting on the rope, counting next guy with the messing with the watch perfect stuff great booking and um if i'm know, booking real realm performers austin if i'm booking the roman reigns smash everybody i'm gonna eliminate 29 guys in one rumble match i absolutely have him do the the checking his watch i absolutely have him do that nice i love it so be a great right. callback yes i love it um, so let's head towards the plug since we're both in agreement with Steve Austin. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at two man power trip. Check out the website, tmptempire.com. Of course, Patreon, patreon.com slash tmptempire. Jargo, what do you got? 
Keep up with me across social media platforms at NotJargo and, of course, MichaelJargo.com for all of the shows that I'm doing these days. Okay, prediction, uh, Men's Rumble this year. Men's Rumble this year, I'm going with Roman Reigns. Wow, that's pretty shocking. You know what's crazy? And I may live to regret this. I'm going to pick Omos. I just don't think he's going to have a WrestleMania main event. I think something's going to happen in between, some sort of screw job. But I don't know. I feel like they might go in that weird direction where he's going to win because I keep hearing all this stuff that they love him. Undertaker saying he's got it. He's like the next guy. And I'm like, well, why the hell would he say that? Like out of nowhere, like something's <laughs> something's up. So I don't know. I was, I'm thinking Omos, which would be nuts, but could be him. What about women's? Uh, women's rumble. I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey. Um, and if Rousey is not in it and, and I just have the current roster to go off of, I will go with Bianca Belair to go back to back. I was thinking Belair, but it was weird because if Charlotte wins, she gets to pick her own opponent. I feel like that would be kind of, I don't know, some, I, I don't think she's going to win. I do think Bianca's going to win, but I do think it would be a cool twist if Charlotte did win and they did that and she got to pick her own opponent just because it would be like, well, that's different because it's almost too predictable that she's going to get eliminated and probably last by Bianca Belair. But to me, it's like, oh, that would be kind of cool if they changed it up and did that. I'm, I'm very curious as well what the plan is with Lita um, because yeah, that was interesting. Evidently Lita has been actually cleared, cleared, not just for a one-off. Like yeah, she looks like she's in pretty good shape. Yeah. And if you're going to have Lita around for a while, again, inside of that women's division, especially without Sasha Banks, you need some star power. I think Lita's a viable option. I think Oscar's a viable option, especially if you're looking for an opponent for Charlotte for WrestleMania. Bailey. Uh, and I think you got to look at Bailey. Interesting. Very interesting stuff here for this year in the Rumble. Might be one of the most unpredictable Rumbles for both that I've seen in a long time. Which is good and bad kind of at the same time. Yeah. Like the Austin Hogan years you kind of like the the predictability of it because it was awesome right. that you're, you're like so involved. Well, and like, it was, not it was how in the hell can Austin do this? Like, right. Like right. Austin has to do it, but yeah. how, how is yeah. he going to do it? Uh, and, and I feel like that was the intrigue this year. It's just, it's so wide open. I mean, they could make a statement and do something completely different. You know, like you could elevate, like an Austin theory, have them win the rumble. And then, you know, you go with like a Rousey over as, as yeah. kind of the big story coming out of it. There's a lot of different directions they could go. Uh, but I, I do think if Ronda Rousey is available, Rousey versus Lynch one-on-one. -on -one, um, I just, I'm interested to see how the fans react because at this point, like that's, that's part of my hesitation with everybody's talking about these title unifications, are you going to do Becky versus Charlotte heel versus heel? Are you going to do Roman versus Brock tweener versus tweener? Like, yeah. I mean, everything feels really convoluted on that roster right now. Very true. So that is it for this week. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you right back here next week for who is see you next week, folks. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother.